0: Hey guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. And for today's episode, we are going to be talking to our friend Ficker. We uh, had her on in our very first episode, if you remember, Growing Up Ugly. So welcome back, Ficker, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. For today's episode,
1: we are talking about being single. You already know, new year, same relationship status. The thing is, is not all of us are actually single. So, Ficker is a married woman. Not only is she taken kind of, she's taken by law. So we've decided to bring her back on the podcast because she went from growing up ugly to wifey. And we want to know what's that about and how she did it.
0: I know because we know that me and Lydia have been going strong 23 years for Lydia, 24 for me, going on 25 for our girl Mimi from the last episode um, (laughs) of singlehood. So, So I mean, I feel like it is. Definitely notable to have gone this long with no hope of any type of romantic love. But we're going to talk about also like why we're still single, uh, especially since a lot of people were getting like pregnant and married and in relationships during the pandemic. And me and Lydia seem to have still avoided that.
1: Okay, so is married and she's now married to Nathan. So how did you guys meet? And like, how did that relationship kind of start?
2: we met through church friends which in retrospect regrettable but (laughs) (laughs) he, but we met we became friends we like we just hit it off like he was super quiet and that intrigued me i guess and i just kept on being around and we just sort of became best friends and for six years, I loved him, but he gave me no attention at all,
1: <laughs> which is so crazy in retrospect. But anyway, uh-huh. like you can hear your story,
0: yeah. <laughs> unrequited love.
1: Yeah, it really was for a while there. Except
2: for he would do little things sometimes that were like, "This man loves me," and then the next day he would be like, "I don't even know what you're talking about." <laughs> Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) did i marry my toxic friend yes however he he has changed and grown for the better anyway let me continue my story so six years later we are in the middle of summer uh i think of the first wave of covid and so everybody was starving for like seeing people and like hanging out their friends and doing things and getting out of the house and so, like, the first thing I did when everybody was allowed out and, like, sort of to see each other was go to Nathan's house because he invited me to hang out. And so we hung out a few times. And then one night he just kissed me. Out of nowhere. I- <laughs> wow. I made a weird noise right after because I was really caught off guard. <laughs> and then from then on we were just dating uh, engaged and married (laughs) so how long did you guys date before you (laughs) got engaged um a year like we there's like debate on when we actually started dating and then like you know when people are like seeing each other and then they're like actually dating so we were like probably seeing each other for a while before just like we were hanging out a lot and like we weren't into the labeling thing just yet and because it made us both sort of uncomfortable and then the one night he kissed me like in the middle of the pandemic whatever is when it sort of changed to like okay now I guess we can label it because this is what's happening so sort of a year but like if you count from the time that he kissed me and we were like officially dating it would be like six months.
1: So it's so funny that Ficker was also on our growing up ugly episode because this past summer, although I wasn't doing, like, beautiful, gorgeous numbers, I started going out and seeing people. And as much as it was fun, it really just showed my ass. Like, I had realized I hadn't really gotten over a lot of things growing up, of, like, growing up ugly, like, any, like, traumas or just, like, triggers. And so I feel as though if i was in your situation you would freak me out so much because this is someone who like i literally liked and they didn't like me back mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. but now so i guess like how did you get over those like those anxieties
2: um you know what honestly sometimes still to this day i so- like they sort of creep in um but i would i would say that mostly I like I told like we talked about it because at a point it got so hard for me like even after we like were engaged even when we were married like it's it got like it got too hard for me to like not say anything about it and so I was like sometimes I feel like you still treat me like the person you were rejecting but now we're like we're together so like you have to treat me as like as if we're together you can't like Treat me the way that you're used to treating me for six years because that doesn't work anymore. Um, and like I kick myself for accepting that, but at that time in my life, I feel like I loved myself less, and now it's just I feel like from the person that you're spending the rest of your life with, it's that much more hard to take and so, so like yeah so sometimes they still creep in but like I feel like now he's definitely um grown in that aspect and he he tries to well, not tries to he is better at treating me the way that I deserve to be treated
0: that's good to hear I mean obviously you were single for yeah like You were single for a while before you started dating Nathan and eventually got engaged and married. So what, Mm -hmm. like, how did you adjust to married life? Because for me personally, I have become so ingrained in the way that I live my life as a single person. And I often worry that because I'm creeping up in age and um, I still haven't had a relationship or the experience of one, I can't, I wouldn't be able to accept someone into my life Um, I guess for you, like, what was the adjustment period like, kind of being used to like being on your own, and then now you have another person who you're creating a life with, and you're obviously accountable Mm -hmm. to?
2: Well, obviously, it wasn't easy, but I won't say that it was hard, because I think when you're excited to live with someone, you sort of already have to make space for what might annoy you, because you're like, okay... I know how I do things and like, say, I don't know, like your mom hates the way that you leave your room or whatever. So maybe my partner will hate the way that I leave my room. Um, and so like there are already things that, you know, might annoy them and already things that you have to plan might uh, plan for that might annoy you about your partner. And so like, for me, when I went into it, I was like, I know that he's messy because he's messy. (laughs) um and and I know that I'm like very very clean and like I need my spaces to be clean and organized and all that so I knew going into it that that would be a problem and (laughs) it was and it still is but um
1: (laughs) Capricorn energy figures of Capricorn (laughs) it like
2: it was and it still is but it it's way less and so I think that aspect like moving in and being in the same space like for your physical space that aspect was harder than others but like having him like in my business I wanted that I was like be in my business like I, I want to see him every day I want to wake up to him and like I don't know make breakfast together make our morning coffees together and just like be around like your best my best friend like it's it's just fun like it's it's never-ending a never-ending sleepover
1: and like because I mean I think it was off the grid but when Dina and I and our friend Mimi were podcasting last episode we were like bro like imagine like even sharing a shower with someone like imagine always being with them and for us it just blows our mind because even when I'm like seeing people I guess like those aren't people that I'm in love with Admittedly, however, it just feels like so claustrophobic after a while that I'm like, how will I ever get used to this? Like, I'm so used to like coming home being like, like I'm home. I'm alone. I can't even be my room alone. If I want to eat something, it can be the trashiest snack that no one will ever see because, like, I'm just gonna devour it in three seconds. But to come home and think, okay, someone might ask about my day. They might want to chit chat, and like if I'm getting food, I probably have to get food for both of us because that's like partners do. So. That, to me, just sounds like such a crazy adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like, at the end of the day, I think who you
2: end up being with, if that's what you want, if you want to be with somebody long-term for the rest of your life, whatever, like, I, who you end up being with will complement all of those things that maybe you're thinking about might be a problem. Like, I think if you don't want to chit-chat after your long day at work, I think the person that you're with won't want to chit chat because they know that you don't want to chit chat so maybe they'll wait until you're like getting ready for bed or in bed just like reading a book or whatever and have a chat about your day at work I think like whoever you choose will be all of those things that you need them to be
0: that's a good point and I feel like obviously like Lydia and I just don't have that perspective because we've never had that experience yeah it's crazy (laughs) can't imagine it though (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like I I do think there are a lot of benefits of being in a relationship, obviously, Mm -hmm. in terms of like, how to share space with people and how to be like accountable to another person and be considerate of another person's feelings, Mm -hmm. not because you have to, but because you care about them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is maybe one thing that I'm missing. I make my decisions with only myself in mind, to be quite honest. Like, obviously, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about like, I care about my family and like, my friends, but at the end of the day, my happiness is kind of what I put at the forefront when I'm making Mm -hmm. any type of like major decision in my life. And so Mm -hmm. like, that's the one thing where I'm like, okay, if I like want to up and move to another city, I have to like consult with Mm -hmm. another person about that. If I want to, you know, make a major change in my life, I'm going to have to, you know, weigh the pros and cons and, and, understand mm-hmm. that it affects someone else's livelihood as well. So I feel like that's like the mm-hmm. one thing where I'm like struggling so hard because like you get so used to just moving through life on your own and
2: yeah, I think like to that point specifically, when you are in a relationship with someone or like whoever whatever you're seeing someone, I think you you still have the right to keep your own happiness at the forefront. I think that is self-care and like you have yourself to care for always like maybe this relationship lasts maybe it doesn't but who remains you and your heart and your your, even your physical body you know what i mean like you have to make sure that you are okay because if you're not okay then you can't care or worry about somebody else's issues or take on their their burdens Because I feel like if you're not even like, maybe you don't have to be 100%, but like 95%, if you're not at least 95%, you're not even going to be able to take on somebody's 1%. So I think you still can be a little selfish, but it's only negative when your selfishness is impacting your partner negatively.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, honestly, life's all about moving like a white guy. I like to think about everything I do and if a white guy was doing it. And so that's why I try to think about dating. I'm like, if I were a white guy, how would I do this? Mm -hmm. I probably would just show up, (laughs) like be myself. And if I had a good time, I would prioritize like that perspective. Yeah. Like I feel like as a black girl or like, yeah, as a black girl or women in general, Mm -hmm. sometimes I do think, and I know I've done this, I'll speak for myself actually, You overcomplicate the situation by kind of measuring out, like, how much will this person be okay with what you're doing? Mm -hmm. So, an example of this might be, oh, like, I don't know if I should be in a relationship because um, I don't know if I will be able to have time. Mm -hmm. Like, guys who are so busy don't care. Mm -hmm. They'll literally have, like, three girlfriends and see them once a month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They'll literally just maneuver life the way they want to. So, I try to just act like that. Um, So... I guess before Nathan, I do have a context on Vicar because I feel like we were both very yeah. single. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we weren't single in a way where we were like, some people were asking us out and we're saying no. It was just like we were just in spaces where I feel like people didn't see what was yeah. good, what was, what was right yes. in front of them. <laughs> um, So do you think that it's possible for people to be single because – Like, genuinely, people are just not noticing them? Or do you think that it's people not putting themselves out there? So, example, um, I'm telling you, like, I'm single. Do you think that – and, like, no one's asking me out, let's say. um, Do you think it's possible that people are just, like, overlooking this person? Or do you think that usually it's just – it's actually the individual's fault and they're just not putting themselves out there?
2: Definitely don't think it's the individual's fault because – there is always going to be somebody that notices you whether that be just like in the corner of their eye or whatever like say you're at a party whatever like at least like seven people have already looked at you being like oh cool outfit or cool hair or cool earrings you know what I mean like I think you could literally walk through a room full of people and at least like I don't know there would be a few people that notice you or like looked at you and Um, just uh, liked what they were looking at. You know what I mean? So people, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think like you, it can never be, I mean, I guess if you're literally hiding away in your house and like you don't see anyone, then maybe yes, it is their fault if they're complaining about being single. But I think if you're out and like making friends and talking to people and whatever, um, you're doing what you can and you'll meet cool people along the way but i think there are so many people that are first too picky and like have
1: is that bad of me to say No i was going to ask you do you ever think people are ever too picky i find that people say that to me a lot <laughs> and I'm offended because i don't think i'm that picky um but we'll get into mm-hmm. that. That's a question that I'm going to ask later okay. for the single for the single ladies. Are you ever too picky or do you just have standards? Okay. And who are we saying are too picky? Mm-hmm. Like I don't like when people tell me I'm too picky and they don't tell white guys they're not too picky because I'm moving yeah. like I guy. mean,
0: they're but definitely anyways. not too picky, though. I don't think white men are too picky. They pick anything sometimes, but sometimes they look
2: a lot like Barbie a lot of it's true
1: it's true (laughs) and like men will literally like so many men will literally be like um actually I would like a girl with hentai titties a fat ass no fat on their Mm -hmm. stomach not a drop and women will be like well I am gonna get a BBL (laughs) and
0: they will get that girl yeah but yeah I don't know I don't I would say that people probably think that I'm picky too. But it's like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, being in a relationship is not going to make you magically happy and have a fulfilling life. And I think like, Mm -hmm. it does sound very delusional, but I just feel like I'm a deeply unique person with a lot of value to bring Mm -hmm. to a partnership. And I think I deserve someone who sees that in me. And so Mm -hmm. I think like, you could get into a relationship if you were a little bit more open or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. but is it going to be with someone that sees Mm -hmm. your value and brings it out in you, Mm and you're able to bring things out in them Mm -hmm. like is it going to be a true partnership i feel like Mm -hmm. if you don't have those standards for yourself then you're just going to end up being disappointed
2: i think standards like having standards and being picky in for me specifically are two different things so like you can have standards to high heaven i want i want you to have standards that i have on everyone i feel like you should you shouldn't take like the bottom of the barrel but being picky for me is like finding somebody that meets 99 percent of your standards but one percent of those standards
0: yeah like
2: they don't meet that and it's like say it's like they have brown hair and not blonde hair and it's like
0: well what like this person literally was waving a flag in front of your face and you're like nope It's like when you see a guy's butt crack and you're like, that gave me serious ick. Like, I can't even look at them the same. Or, like, things like when people talk about their icks and they're, like, the most Mm -hmm. minuscule thing. Like, when he looks at the little menu on the chocolate box. And it's like, (laughs) that really turned you off? Like, But it's like, I'm guilty of the same thing. I don't know what it is, but it's very quick. And when I see it, I, like, cannot unsee it for the life of me. And I will always think of you as that little nigga who was reading the chocolate box. Again, like, if you have that many icks, at a certain point, it's, like, you might not like yeah. men, to be honest. Like, you really might not like men. Exactly. And that's okay.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's
0: okay. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I
1: wish there was a term for the opposite of ick, but it's not, like, turn-on. <laughs> it's, like, literally just things that are cute. Okay. Like, for example, <laughs> like, a turn-on or, like, <laughs> something that a turn I is, like, sexy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess sexy but like when I tell you this example You'll like understand what I mean So something that's like an opposite of an Ick for me that I like seeing Is for some reason I really like it When I have a crush on a guy or I find a guy attractive And I see him drinking from a straw (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm just like that's so cute Like you're kind of doing the duck laps and you're like (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's like I know that there's a girl out there that's like that is my ick yeah but I like it I like it. it's like the opposite of an ick but
1: I'm not like turned on I'm just like You're cute like,
0: it's like an aw moment
1: yeah like oh <laughs> I don't think it's cute um one thing that I was also gonna ask are because people there's so many reasons as to why people always told me that I was single mostly because I would complain about it Um, so they weren't, like, going out of their way to tell me, but they definitely took the time to tell me, so I guess, I think oftentimes, especially girls like us, Mm -hmm. you know, we're a little political, we know, we have a moral agenda, and we're not going to bend over backwards for anyone, so I like to have a partner who hits most of the bases. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to be my Angelou, I'm just asking you to have a conversation with Mm me, but then... Oftentimes, that might be a question of, like, do I have a moral superiority? And, like, of course, like, you don't want to date someone who maybe is, like, a bigot. But are you, like, judging someone, essentially, for not knowing something um, or not giving someone a chance because they might
0: be ignorant about something? And that, like, causes you to be single. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that inherently, if your value systems don't align, then there's always going to be friction in your relationship no matter what. Probably you and your friends have similar political views, right? So if I'm always going home to my partner and I want to talk about, like, the trucker and shit that's going on right now, and they have a very, like, a drastically different op- uh, opinion to me, and not only mm. that their opinion is different for me, because I don't think that's the problem, it's when your opinion is harmful. Um, it's when your opinion mm-hmm, is harmful mm-hmm. to other people. to to groups so I think that you're going to continuously have friction in your relationship especially if you go down the path of like having children when Mm -hmm. you're raising children with value systems when Mm -hmm. they're not aligned it just it's really not going to make sense I don't even think it's necessarily like your political like if you're a conservative versus you're like a liberal because I think like you know there's different ways that people pull people into like political affiliations but it's when your opinions Mm -hmm. are actually like actively harmful to oppressed people
2: Mm -hmm.
1: what if someone was just like ignorant like i i totally agree and i usually if they're ignorant they literally are just idiots Mm -hmm. but what if you were dating someone and they were just like uh i just don't think about it i don't know like i don't keep up with the news
2: like blissfully ignorant like they didn't even care to know anything yeah i guess that'd be so So i guess that's still a bigot i don't know if i don't know if that'd be a bigot but i think like when you're blissfully ignorant about something that is so harmful to a large group of people then it's like are you doing it so that you can feel better about yourself so that you don't have to like bear the weight of this travesty or like what because then that doesn't make you a good person that just makes you selfish and like not caring at all especially if you have people in your life that are part of that larger group of people so yeah I don't know that would be annoying
0: I 100% agree and I think that if you have the ability to just like opt out and be ignorant it's reflective of a level of privilege that you have and Lydia and I had this conversation recently about being in relationships Mm -hmm. with people that have a different level of privilege than you and how much friction Mm -hmm. that can cause because there's inherently going to be a power imbalance in your relationship you cannot physically be in those relationships with someone who's willfully ignorant like they have to be someone that's Mm -hmm. that's continuously making the effort to like educate themselves and things like that yeah the funny thing is is
1: living in toronto it's so interesting to see how people date because there are some men specifically Men. Y'all know who y'all are. (laughs) They are, if not blissfully ignorant, like downright just problematic. And I'll see these like Instagram like activist Arho girls date them. And I'm I think to myself, I know that these people, like these men specifically, aren't aren't all the talk that you are. So if you're someone who's, you know, a intersectional feminist queen that is so that knows everything about every topic and will go out of the way to post infographics every three seconds but you're now dating this guy who has a lot of clout but is like problematic um it makes me think that these girls are kind of taking these guys on and building them and i think that goes to show that like a lot of women will date men with quote unquote potential. So as a married woman, I'd love to hear your opinion about potential because when I was growing up, people mm-hmm. who were in relationships, they would always tell me, um, or specifically the girl in these heterosexual relationships would be like, oh, you should have seen this guy before I started dating him. You know, he couldn't dress. He he didn't know anything. And they've essentially built him. And this is a very common story. So how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. And do you think that's like a good thing?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I sort of feel weird about it, only because it feels infantilizing, a tiny bit. But like, I think all men—sorry, not all men—all men, some men to a
1: degree. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you know, I'll say with my chest, all men to a degree, um, have like, you know, they're younger than their actual age. I feel like maturity wise. And so um I think in all relationships there's always going to be a little bit of like growth that the man needs to do and a lot of the time it comes when they find a significant other that is like bold enough to tell them like shape up or ship out. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> like get your shit together and Like, let's get going because I'm not going to wait around for you to, like, change. So either change now or, like, goodbye. So I think for me specifically, the only thing that I would say needed to change was the way that our relationship was before was not okay for, like, a married relationship, in my opinion. And, like, I feel like everybody else is that new Nathan and I's relationship before and now. And so that was like the biggest change and like growth that we needed to do but like physical appearance and stuff like that like I don't know (laughs) I don't want to tell him how to dress I'm not that's not my job
0: I feel like I would definitely do that unless he's
2: going out in like pajamas I don't want to like dress well at least
0: I feel like sometimes you can tell when there's a woman's touch involved with a man like you can just tell someone taught you how to dress someone did teach, like you know you yeah. just like inherently know or like especially when I think when you're interacting with someone the way that they're able to communicate and the way that they're able to um, be intimate with you and things like that like you mm-hmm. can tell that they've been in a long-term relationship before and a woman has taught them how to do these things
1: a hundred percent and that is why I am manifesting a man who's literally dated a bitch for like five years. I swear to God, I don't care. A man, <laughs> I don't. A care. man that a woman has already built. Period. Girls love to be like, I don't want it. I don't want it any crazy. I don't want a long term exes. No, I do. I will be the second wife if I have to because I know that I'm in a better position than the last. I want a girl. divorcee, baby. <laughs> I know I'm in a better position than the last girl. No,
0: that's so true, Bestie. Like you're really (laughs) spilling. You're spilling because (laughs) let's talk about the dating pool, okay? Because the odds are literally not in our favor. There's pee in it. (laughs) There's pee in the dating pool. Like I don't know if it's an Ontario specific thing. I don't know if it's a Canada thing. I don't know if it's our generation. Like I have no idea what it is. But I am just never in contact with any man that I think has potential. Like I'm. I just am not.
2: Because are there any men that have the potential? They they're
0: already. They're literally already <laughs> in relationships. They're literally in long term yeah. relationships or married.
1: It's true, mm-hmm. and the problem is, it's. I personally think it's a hybrid of location and our generation. Because so if Ficker is dating mm-hmm. an older man. Let that be known. But usually, I <laughs> date someone who. <laughs> I honestly have only ever seen people who are, like, the same age as me or, like, two years older than I am. I guess that's pretty tight, but that's just how I keep it. And because Mm -hmm. of that, okay, so also, too, I've only ever really met people online. But I think I am Mm -hmm. really attracted to the confidence that some men have that, like, will approach you in person or that are really verbally Mm -hmm. affirmative. The problem is, is, like, a guy Mm -hmm. who does that is always problematic. They're dogs, they're literally mutts yeah. they're mutts and, and I, but I yeah. like the confidence but ultimately like if they are doing that they probably do that to a lot of women not because you're not
0: worthy of that it's just because they're dogs yeah. um I feel like there's also a very specific difference in culture with Canadian men and American men I don't know what it is with Canadian men, but I don't know if they're just, they lack in confidence. Like, I don't know if the rap music isn't like doing what it should do for their egos. Like, I really don't know what it is, but they don't necessarily approach women in the same way that I find like American men will. Uh, I feel Mm -hmm. like they're a lot more forward, especially with their intentions. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is about like making your intentions known that like makes you crazy, but like, why Mm -hmm. are you wasting each other's time? Why are we just like, you know, the vibes, like, uh, and then Mm -hmm. when I ask you, you know, Two months in, then it's like, okay, this bitch is crazy. Like, we need to ask Mm -hmm. off rip. So, I don't know what it is about like the communication style in this part of the world. Like, I don't know if it's a northern thing, but it's really not working. Like, I know that my man is somewhere that is not in this country.
1: Yeah, there is this really weird culture or like stigma around just asking, what are your intentions? I genuinely think also that the earlier you ask and answer, the less of a big deal it is. Like, prolonging it only makes it worse. So it's like, let's actually just ask off-rip. Just because I'm asking your intentions
0: doesn't mm-hmm. mean I want something serious. It just means, what are your intentions? Like, what?
2: hmm Yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw this TikTok of this girl who was basically saying that she wanted to get into a relationship, and it was someone that had never been in a relationship before. And all the comments were calling her, like, desperate, etc., etc. and she like responded to the video being like, I'm not desperate for a person. Maybe I'm desperate for an experience. Like it's not about the person, it's about the fact that you're missing out on this experience that you yeah. haven't had the chance to have yet and it's something that mm-hmm. is kind of out of your control. In certain aspects it is in your control, but it's like not in your control to like feel a connection with someone. Like that's something that just happens organically. What is in your control is being intentional and saying I want a relationship going mm-hmm. and putting yourself out there on dating apps on like out in real life whatever whatever mm-hmm. but it's not in your control to actually form the connection right so like for me or Lydia it's not it's not a reflection on us the fact that we've been single for this long like you know what I mm-hmm. mean like mm-hmm. it just hasn't happened yet yeah so so I thought that was like a really good point as like I'm not desperate for an individual person I'm desperate to experience mm-hmm. this part of life that is yeah. inherent to like the human condition
2: yeah yeah people love being together and like spending time with the same people that you enjoy it's it's nice it it feels feels like home like it's something i think that everyone if they want to should be able to experience but because of like the way that society has set it up is like everybody just wants a quick fuck and like that's it
1: yeah that is such a good point um to like both of those points are really great but it's interesting i was thinking about this so i have a friend and she like lost her virginity pretty young like has had lots of hookups and then partners as well like she's had like boyfriends and girlfriends so you Mm know has had like a good amount of sex and she was telling me that <laughs> she's never had an orgasm. And she's even dated, like, people for, like, three, four years. And she's never – not even by herself – has never had an orgasm. So that's not me, thank God. But what uh, I like to – the parallel of that is, for me, it's so hard because having a relationship, like, does require that connection. Like, you need to be, like, I literally have a crush on this person. Like, yeah. I like this about their character. And in the same way she's never had an orgasm, that's how I feel about my situation. Like, I've never had, like, an emotional, (laughs) Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word, orgasm, like a crush on someone where I'm, like, wow, like, I really feel, like, Sparks, I really feel a connection towards you. Like, I genuinely can tell you I've never been in that situation. And there's a couple of reasons I'm, like, starting to realize why. I think it's because I oftentimes perform in dating situations. So if I'm not being a human, there's not going to be, like, human connection. Um, But I also think that sometimes you're kind of taught that when you really like someone, you know it's real because you're, like, so nervous, your palms are sweating, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So that's what I like. When I have a crush, that's how I know I have a crush on someone. I get so excited. I can barely, like, I can barely do anything. I'm thinking about them all the time. It's, like, almost unhealthy. I'm obsessed with them. I creep them. And then I have... These other people in my life who tell me stories of, well, we've been friends for so long, just like Ficker, and they started dating. And maybe there wasn't this, like, crazy adrenaline, you know, my palms are sweaty moment, but they're like, well, I just, like, grew a connection with them. So it started making me think, like, am I an adrenaline junkie? Like, how do you really know when you have a crush on someone or if you're just addicted to that adrenaline of like oh my god like I really 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 like I think I like him and it's like so fun talking about him
0: like you know in Zoe 101 where there's Nicole and she has like that boy disease yeah
1: yes. it's like
0: obsessive boy disorder or some shit and it's like I yes. literally used to have that like I swear to god I used to have that like when I first started like talking to men and I was like oh my god this is so fun and mm-hmm. obviously nothing really reached fruition but the rush of, like, talking to someone and feeling desired mm-hmm. and desiring someone back, mm-hmm. it is literally addictive. So I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, cusses are And it's, like, when you get into the comfort of a long-term relationship, it's not necessarily like that, I would assume. Like, I'm assuming it's, like, a lot more, like, stable and calm and, like, the relationship is just, like, the the friendship.
2: Yeah, I think in my... Or from my perspective, I think the the palm sweating, whatever, um, really only happened when I, like, first met Nathan. And then, like, it, it got. I feel like the, the intrigue of someone always gets old. But what doesn't have to get old, I feel like, is, like, the butterfly feeling. I feel like that can always, like, can always stay within a relationship, even if it's long term. Like, that's just really, like that's when it becomes work sort of because it's not when you when you guys first met but it is like it is something that is really like it's it's just like really nice to be able to do for your person I feel like to make them feel wanted and like I hate this word but like pursued and it just like it it keeps everything alive I feel like connection both physical and emotional and just like happiness and joy within the relationship
0: I'm wondering about like before Lydia joined we kind of chatted a little bit about how there were a lot of things um, about being married that were different than kind of what you expected so Mm -hmm. I would love to know like what is different than what you thought it was going to be like
2: at first, I thought that like maybe we would be having sex all the time. um <laughs> That's what I'm trying to hear. Um, That's what I want. That's what I'm manifesting. <laughs> but you're just like I don't. I don't know. I feel like I okay. Am I allowed to talk about being horny? on Of Netflix? course. This is sex positive. <laughs> Okay. Um I feel like I'm a very horny person. Um, I hate that word too. It just sounds so like it sounds aggressive.
0: But
2: <laughs> yeah. It does. But I feel like I am and like if I feel like I, I I could just like have sex all the time. But I recognize that would be hard on my body, so I don't do that. But I thought that maybe it would be like having sex every day, whatever, but um that is not the case and I am sort of glad. So I think it was different than I expected, but also...
0: Like, I'm tired. Yes,
2: yes, sis, yes. (laughs) Anyway, so that is one. But a second one is, like, I thought that maybe when we got married and, like, we started living together, like, maybe our routines would sort of rub off on one another. So, like, I thought that maybe by being, like, neat and tidy and, like putting things in a certain way that maybe like he would learn to do that. But I realized like communication is key in everything, baby. And everything, even if it's like, (laughs) I want you to put the things in the dishwasher this way, not the way that you've been doing them. And that's only because I'm a very particular person and I know that about myself. So I like, I have to have grace, but I also don't want to make myself go crazy
1: Do you ever think specific men, I don't think men that we'd be attracted to, but men who are maybe a bit more power hungry, like more of like a basic girl, Like, do you think that basic girls get wise up more despite men saying that they love independent, hardworking, ambitious queens?
2: 100%. 100%. There's like... Yeah. People that are like willing to fall into the normal like stereotypical gender roles of like marriages or relationships like I feel like it's just easy to to accept something like that. Maybe not even accept but like to go after something like that because you know that you're going to get at the end of the day what either you've been used to from your immediate family or like your your mom. Um but or like just what you've been like fantasizing about or like dreaming about or imagining for your whole life. So it's yeah, it's easy, I agree.
0: So obviously it's not just a generational thing, but a lot more people are single than ever before. Divorce rates are higher than ever before. So why do you guys think that so many people are choosing to be single? Like, I think obviously for women specifically, there was the financial necessity to be partnered for so long. Like, there are people alive on this planet right now that could not open a bank account if they didn't have a husband. There's always been the economic necessity to be married. And we've seen that with women gaining more independence, you know, rates of being single have gone up. But then also, specifically within our generation, the rates of being single are super, super high. So, what do you guys think is the reason for that? Honestly I think so much of
1: it is that like well I like to think it's a lot of it's like that feminist mystique like effect it's just like sometimes people think that I mean obviously feminist mystique you don't know it's just a book of like housewives not to say that these people were getting divorced or housewives but I genuinely believe the 98s were the cutoff of like being told this thing that um if you got into a relationship you would just be content like the rom-coms of the early 2000s are very different Mm -hmm. than the rom-coms of whatever just dropped on netflix whatever ago you know what i mean like they're the protagonists like have more of a life outside of the romantic partner they have like friends i'm thinking of like hillary Depp and cinderella story she like barely had any friends she had like two she had a friend she had a friend and (laughs) her whole life just like changed. When she met Chad Michael Marie. like lot, like the storylines are so different. And I think when I was younger, it really was sold like all you really need is a boyfriend, and you've won the basically the lottery, babes. Yeah. Like you want that more than anything. Um, and as time goes on, I think women are just like I can't believe this was this was sold to me as the full pie. I think mm-hmm. people are really kind of specifically women genuinely are because that's the only thing that really changed. I think if men. I think men will stay in relationships for quite a long time. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm -hmm. I think women get fed up Mm -hmm. and they realize they want more in their lives and they just decide to be more independent.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think when you have to face yourself, because I think that's what a lot of people had to do during especially the first pandemic. They had to face themselves because they're spending so much time alone or, like, alone with their partners or whatever. And so when you have to, like, or when you realize – Um, Maybe you don't even know who you are without your partner. And it's like, I've, I've been so dependent on this person that like, I've lost myself. And like, I'm not okay with that. And I think that's another huge thing.
1: Yeah, like, even in the early 2000s, I'm thinking every time someone would have, like, a boyfriend, all the shots of them would just be, like, paparazzi, like, with their boyfriend or, like, with their partner or whatever. Whereas, like, now we have, like, icons where you don't even know if they have a partner or if they do. It's, like, not even – they post photos of them sometimes, but it's not their whole identity. Like, I can't imagine there being, like, a Britney Spears and Timberlake matching outfit situation nowadays. Like, it just isn't like that anymore. Like – even with, I'm trying to think of, like, different celebrities, so, I guess, like, Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber are, like, I guess the equivalent, but even I'm thinking, like, is obviously a A-lister, it's like, yeah, we know she's a Tom Holland, but it's not, like, her whole identity is, like, Zendaya, where's that Tom Holland, you know? Like, I remember being younger and watching, like, high school musical interviews, and if Zac Efron or Vanessa Edgins were anywhere, like, they would have to ask about the other person or whatever, I just think that people are ta- they're seeing individuals more opposed to like power couples.
0: Yeah, but no one's asking Beyonce about Jay Z when yeah. she's like by herself.
2: No, because they don't care about that nigga. They really
1: yeah. don't. They really don't. No, but Kanye <laughs> will make an Instagram post asking Kim bring her family back together. Did you guys- yeah, <laughs> he is suffering. So, as someone also who's always been single, people use people have always told me that you know dating it's just like friends. This the dynamic is so similar. So I'm here to ask you, Vicker, how similar are friendships to dating really? And like, as far as like comfortability goes and dynamic goes, like, do you feel like they are genuinely really similar?
2: Um, yes and no. Like, yes because. Your fr- like you sort of do the same things, like you hang out, you're you'll like go do activities together, you talk about your lives. So like in that aspect, yes, it's super similar. Like it's like I said, like it's almost like a never ending sleepover with your best friend. Like, um, it's 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 great when you also were friends before because then that friendship continues seamlessly into your relationship, into your um, into the rest of your lives. So, the way that it's different, I would say, is like with your friends, you sort of have the space to set certain boundaries. Like maybe I don't want to see you every single day, and so you don't have to because like you don't live together. But like your partner, maybe or, or I don't know, maybe some some people have partners that they don't live together and. Um that might be like what's best for them, but I think in my situation, I live with my partner, and I can't say I don't want to see you every single day even if even if I don't you know what I mean like even if after work I'm tired and I don't want to see him i I don't have that choice because like we're married, and I made the the decision to like stay with this person for the rest of my life, you know all the things through sickness, through health, you know when we're happy, when we're sad, all that stuff, right so I when I made that decision, I made that the decision to, like, open myself up to him and be honest. So if I really don't want to be around him, I can ask for space and communicate that. But, like, with a friend, it might come off as, like, you don't want to be friends anymore. Or, like, you're pu- pulling away. Or you're cutting them off. Or, you know what I mean? Or, sorry, in a relationship. <laughs> in a relationship, it might seem like you're pulling away or cutting them off or whatever. But in a friendship you can you can set those boundaries and be like, hey, like I'm just really tired. I can't hang out
1: tonight. You know what I mean? I was literally thinking about my ideal relationship while I was getting ready for this podcast. And I was like, it's so Mm -hmm. weird and messed up to say. But literally like my dream boyfriend would be that we see each other like once a week. We don't live together. We don't need to talk to each other every day. But when we were together we're besties mm-hmm. and we have sex mm-hmm. and it's monogamous. <laughs> but I was like, who would do that? <laughs> who would be monogamous you someone like... that they don't even talk to every day?
2: <laughs> you don't even want to
1: talk to them. I'm not even like a text. It could be like a hey, but it can't be like, if you have something to talk about, yeah. Like, like if you have something to talk about, yeah. But like, you're not saying like, hey, mm-hmm. hey.
0: So you want a long-distance relationship <laughs> with somebody that lives in your space? I'm a girlfriend, not like, practicing. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a girlfriend, not <laughs> practicing.
1: So that actually goes to one of my questions. Do you think – so obviously, I, I'm i pretty busy. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty busy. I like to keep myself pretty busy. That's probably one of the reasons why I probably mm-hmm. don't want to see my partner my every day. I mean, if I had a partner. But mm-hmm. let's say you were seeing someone, and it starts maybe getting serious. Do you think the excuse is, I don't have time for a relationship, valid? Uh, Because this is a mixed single, like, this uh, is, like, very 50-50. Yeah,
2: I think if, okay, there's obviously, like, a huge theme right now about, like, if he wanted to, he would, or, like, if she wanted to, she would. So, like, at the end of the day, that's true, because if they wanted to, they would. To make time, and really you were that important to them and and they valued you that much, then they would make time for you, and that would be that like you there should be no if ands buts or maybes like if if they say that they value you and their actions are not matching their words, then pack up and go,
1: yeah. I was going to say that to you. I was like, the times where I was like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Or like, I would feel so tired if I went. It's because I just don't like you. Because if I liked you, I wouldn't be able to even focus on whatever I was doing, knowing that I could be hanging out with you, you know? That it's like, come on. <laughs> I think I just value my career more than I value people sometimes. And that's okay. But Yeah. You can. You can, you
0: can value I need to get this career. money up
1: before I get a little boyfriend.
0: I just feel like I couldn't oh. handle being the breadwinner in the relationship. Like as a man, as a woman who That's makes 80 stupid. cents to the dollar, and you know what, for black women it's like 61 cents to the dollar. Why oh. am I making more than you and I'm starting at a disadvantage? Like it don't make no sense.
2: Mhm. Mhm. And you don't have to be, sis. You don't.
0: And I won't.
2: I also need to say um, I wasn't sympathizing with Kanye. I'm not a Kanye sympathizer. I'm saying he's suffering because he's mentally unwell, like he's <laughs> su- like he needs he needs help. Like, he, I, yeah, he does. Like his friends need to need to help him. Like that, I'm not saying like I I think what he's doing is wrong. I'm not a Kanye sympathizer, but I, like he is suffering. I do. Yes, absolutely. It's not fair to her. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just don't know, like, what kind of. I have no idea what kind of support system Kanye has. Like, Mm -hmm. I that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 does he have friends? Like, I don't know. I just it doesn't look like it. It really doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't look like it. Because who's telling him to. Like, someone needs to take away his phone. Like, wh- who is running yes. his management? Because I know, like, he probably has the same management it's team right. as Azalea Banks. Like, they need to get their phones <laughs> confiscated and their passwords changed. Who's letting Azealia them the media? Banks, Kanye,
2: and Trump. Whoever's. And Army Hammer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Army Hammer's a cannibal. Nasty. Funny. Is that long he's though? like cannibal. Let's... Yeah. On the list of people that need to get their social medias revoked. Numero
2: uno is him.
0: They also need to block the shade room. I just don't feel like that's should be like wow. on the internet. But ways. Um, so for all the single ladies or single people, single non binaries, anyone. You obviously have to put yourself out there if you want something back. And when you put yourself out there, you're going to be rejected. Like, that is just the way of life. So how do you deal with rejection? Because let me tell you, I don't deal with it well. I feel like in other facets of my life, I'm like, okay, like, I can deal with failures. I've learned to deal with failures. But when it comes to dating specifically, I just hold it so closely as a reflection of myself and what I'm worthy of and if I'm worthy of love etc mm-hmm. etc cetera, et cetera. so mm-hmm. i i just don't deal with it well and i think that stops me a lot of the times from putting myself out there from telling someone how i feel about them etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah i guess like how do you guys deal with rejection i i think through every like stage of my life
2: i've dealt with it differently but mm- like most recently I guess like from before I I was in a relationship with Nathan or married to Nathan, um, I think I was dealing with it negatively and taking it on like taking it on myself and like making it my problem and um which was obviously negative and that's not what people should be doing because Most of the time, it's not your own person. It's like it really is that person. Like when people say it's not, I mean, sometimes people say it just stupidly, like it's not you, it's me. But like, I think sometimes when people say it, they're not even meaning to say it, but it's like just what comes out because that's really the truth. It's like maybe they're they are not really in the right place at that moment for real, and like, or maybe there's something that like they're working on within themselves, and so I think. Yeah, I took I took it really neg- like negatively when I got rejected previously, but I think when I started to know myself a little bit better, um, it got easier. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's like so messed up to say, but like again, it just ties into the growing up ugly thing. I don't really put myself out there, um, similar to Dina, however, or like some I don't put myself out there to be rejected. But Mm -hmm. I think the reason why is not even particularly because I'm scared of rejection. It's more so that, like, I just assume that's what it is. Like, I just assume that, like, whoever I'm attracted to, like, they're probably not feeling it because that's just never been my experience growing up. So as Mm -hmm. the tables have turned, not that I particularly have crushes on people and they like me back, it's more so just like, Mm -hmm. oh, that person's hot, they like me, cool. Like I wouldn't even Mm expect them to like me. Um, It's been like actually a very, it's been a weirder transition where it's not that I don't know how to deal with rejection. I don't know how to deal with um, acceptance. Like I don't, I can't like, it's almost more awkward for me to be like, believe that this person's like, no, I really am interested in you. I'm like, wait, Um, That's not the way the script was for so Mm. long Like it's actually weirder To kind of register So that's something that I'm Actually working on is believing people Yeah
2: Yeah. I I would agree I think that was hard for me Too when like people would compliment Me still to this day it's like sort of hard To take compliments but I Really just fake it and I like Act like I'm the most um, Confident person And I'm like yeah I know thank you sometimes I say I know because like it sort of trains your brain to be okay with it but like yeah I feel like I think it was like one time I liked someone I told them I liked them they said they didn't like me and then one of my friends said it's probably because you're fat or like something like that and I th- I swear like we were kids we were kids so it was like I you know what I mean it, it wasn't like in Love young adult, kids. Life or adult life kids are yeah, so kids fucked are fucked up. fucking kids are so mean they're mean they're so mean <laughs> they really are to this day you see a little but, yeah, kid they're I gonna think... tell
0: you you're fat fuck you absolutely
2: absolutely literally they fuck really them will. kids. i work with kids every day <laughs> they're they are honest they are so honest but yeah It just fucked me for life, though, like, getting compliments or, like, liking people or telling people that I like them the most anxiety.
1: Yeah. And it's so weird because I'm not like that at all when it comes to friendships. Like, when it comes to friendships or people who are just, like, not romantic pursuits, I'm always like, wow, Mm -hmm. thank you. Like, I'd never assume they're lying. And I think I believe what they're saying as well um, Mm -hmm. because I've already believed that before they've told me. But Mm -hmm. because I've been single for my whole entire life – maybe mm-hmm. it's like just not muscles I've like exercise of like yeah. being like sexy or like in my head like st- like working the muscle of like sexuality that like mm-hmm. when someone is expressing that they're like sexually attracted to me it's like awkward because I haven't seen myself in that um point of view mm-hmm. That I'm like are you joking
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah. I feel like I feel like you know Like you've had friendships and you know that you're a good friend. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, Mm -hmm. Lydia, you're a good friend, you're a good listener, et cetera, et cetera, it's something that you already knew about yourself because you've been able to experience those types of relationships over and over. But when you've never experienced romantic love and someone tells you, hey, I'm interested in you, it's like it's uncomfortable because it's new. And it's, it's vulnerable, obviously, as well. I think in terms of rejection for myself, when I think about, I haven't been rejected in a long time, thank God. But like the last big rejection that I think I faced, I look at the place I was in terms of self-love and it was pretty low. Like I think I was getting a lot of my validation from other people, right? So I think if I were to go through a type of rejection now, I would be... A lot more well equipped to deal with it and again like not take it on as a reflection of me and my self-worth and my worthiness of love because it's like like you said Ficker, like it's literally not about you it's about the other person and it that's a hundred percent true So when you foster that relationship with yourself, Mm -hmm. it really does set a good foundation for any other relationship that you're going to have in your life. So I think even when you continuously practice Mm -hmm. self-love and like Lydia, if you practice the the act of sexuality, but by yourself, you'll feel more comfortable when you're doing with another person, like exploring your body on your own will teach you what you like sexually so that when you're with someone else, you know how to communicate your needs and what you like. So the relationship that you build with yourself is really Mm -hmm. the foundation for every other relationship you're ever going to have. And I'm so grateful that I have made these revelations and realizations in my life and have invested in my own self-love because I think you can exude confidence without really feeling secure in yourself. And I think that's kind of what I was doing for a very long time. And I confused myself over the fact that I was able to, you know, present myself as confident um, when it really didn't match how I felt internally. So all that to say, self-love is the best love. Mm -hmm.
1: With all that to say, I love myself. But if you also love me, you can DM me. I do. (laughs) It's good to have attention that men listen to
0: retweet. If you want to date me, you can. I mean, maybe. So, share this episode, yep. like us on Instagram, yep. subscribe and leave yep. a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And also shout out to Wiz, he made our music. I will Wiz. link his Instagram. If you're hearing the new music, I hope you guys like it. Let us know what you think. Um and thank you so much trucker for being on this.